welcome back to the More Than Sexy Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine. I am founder of the Modest Movement Ministry, and the More Than Sexy Podcast is an extension of that ministry where I share how media, entertainment, faith, all of that stuff affects your body image and self-esteem. Um, we have had several amazing episodes over the year, so I just want to say Happy New Year. I can't be too loud. You know why I can't be too loud? Because my son and my husband in their sleep. So I got two things against me right now. So I'm going to try to make this as short as possible. But happy new year, guys. Whatever year you're listening to this, I just want to say thank you guys for supporting me. Please hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss another episode. I've got a lot to talk about this year. God has been good. God has been faithful. He's been teaching me a lot. And I'm excited to be sharing those truths with you. Now, this episode, we are going to talk about two things here. We're going to talk about another celebrity who has struggled with body image a lot, BDD, and we're also going to talk about body dysmorphic disorder and if you actually have that and how to know if you do. So we're going to talk about Doja Cat. So I know we've been seeing a lot about her lately and her um, physical changes she's been going through. It's been a lot of backlash from that. Uh, I don't have nothing to say about that. Obviously, you know, people are going to make their choices. Um, but I just want to point out something that she told Cosmopolitan Middle East. She actually told them that she thinks that she did struggle, uh, that she did have BDD. She's not diagnosed with it now, I don't think. Like, she didn't share that she had it. But she said body image was such a huge thing for her when she was growing up in her adolescent. Um, and she said that she actually her entire life she struggled with body image and she actually like kind of self-diagnosed that she believes that she probably had BDD because as a teen she hated her body she hated her outfits she thought she never looked good in anything because her the way her body was growing and in the article she mentioned that she was getting bigger and you know a lot of a lot of young women, especially on the African-American side, um, struggle with their bodies growing um, more than another race would, uh, just struggle with that growth. And even the other races, like just growing like your boobs, you know what I'm saying, your hips expanding, stuff like that. It really bothers adolescents sometimes uh, seeing those changes. And even though like everybody pushes for that kind of thickness or they accentuate those body parts like when you're adolescent and you're growing into yourself and who you are you just it's still like a very scary thing and so she struggled with that a lot and he I've known people like who were just curvier and they had shame around being curvy and you know we had this movement come in the modeling industry of the curvy women movement you know um they were being more accepting of those curvy types but previously women were ashamed for being so curvy or they were uh, looked down on for being the thicker you know all of that because the industry at that time was like being a size two model as a runway they didn't want to put a bigger woman out there and so because of media and entertainment making people feel bad about themselves or people not knowing how to process these trends properly <clears throat> excuse me like this is just what happens you know and 
I'm a body image and self-esteem coach. I want to help people learn how to process these things properly because we're never supposed to take the opinions and the trends of the world and make it ours. Like we're never supposed to take somebody else's words or what they think is perfect and like beat ourselves down because we're not that. Like we're just too unique of a people on this earth to think there's one size fits all guys like but I know it's a big thing for some people so if you really struggle with that and you have a problem processing people's opinions of you and their perception then in the link in my description you can set up a call with me we could talk about what's really going on what's really bothering you I've had so many good feedback about just that first phone call with me if asking you powerful questions and you begin to see what's really been bugging you you begin to see like what's really been going on in your own mind and that's what coaching does coaching shows you your brain it shows you how you process life and where the the barrier is where is the drawback what is actually holding you back that's what coaching does for you so if you want to hop on a first phone call with me i would love to talk to you and really figure out like what your walls are what your barriers are why you're not meeting your goals why you have this mind and this thought process about this or that so i would love to to do that with you but so body dysmorphic disorder is I talked about on a previous episode about Megan Fox because she actually is diagnosed and being treated right now and it was just flabbergasting because it's like these celebrities who are so gorgeous so beautiful so perfect right struggle with this issue and in the Megan Fox episode I broke down my theory of why I think celebrities struggle the most with body image. Um, So you guys can go back and watch that episode, but I go more in depth about why I think it's so. And it really just sums up that the attention is on them. The attention is on them. But if you want to go more in depth with it, you can go back and look at that episode. But so... So, uh, so yeah, Doja Cat, she, you can look at the, the article in the description also from Cosmopolitan Middle East, but, um, but yeah, recently we've seen her go through these changes and, um, yeah, we just, my heart goes out to her, you know, she's even as adults, whatever you needed when you were a child, I think that's what people don't understand is that whatever you struggled with when you were a child and you didn't get healed is still something you need healed today. So whatever she's dealing with now concerning her body are things that have come from her childhood, are things that she still needs to process right now as an adult. So that is why we see sometimes people get into toxic relationships, they have addictions, um, they have these weird spirals that happen in their adulthood. It's because they're still longing. They're still needing that validation from their parents. They're still needing that that to be nurtured. Um, and so adults that don't get the healing they need, they go out and hurt more people. They go out and try to find it somewhere else, you know, but Thank God when you're a believer, you know Jesus Christ is the source of that. But even you being a believer, you still struggle to to get that need met. And that's why I became a coach, because I want to help women see where their true source comes from and what God thinks about your body and how you're supposed to see yourself um, as a believer on this earth with this body. You know what I mean? Like, we need to learn how to process these things. So... My heart goes out to Doja Cat and many of the other celebrities. Even Billie Eilish said that she had struggled with BDD before. Um, my heart goes out to them because the spotlight is on them. And I don't think any of us can really deal with a spotlight being always on us. But let's move into what body dysmorphic is 
more for you is because you probably might have this or have seen yourself struggle with some of those symptoms. So it's, it's it doesn't just touch celebrities. It touches your brother or sister, your teenage brother or sister. You know what I mean? So let's figure out um, what exactly body dysmorphia is. So body dysmorphia is basically a phobia of having a deformity. That is what the root of it is, is the fear of something not being perfect with you, the fear of you having a flaw that everybody else can see or that's not right. Maybe you think there's like, like uh, something's not symmetrical on your face or something's too big or too small. And so it becomes like a really big issue to you. It becomes like an OCD disorder, something that you constantly focused on and that you really, really want to change, but you just can't figure out how to change it. And so it becomes like an obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, And so mind.org in the UK listed common causes and treatments for BDD. And it said those that uh, these are the people who really like tend to struggle with body dysmorphia models. I can see that because I used to model. And if you remember watching America's Next Top Model, the spotlight is on you all the time. What you're doing wrong with your body. What you're doing right with your body. What size can you fit in your body? You know, how do you wear the dress? How do you wear the outfit? You know, how did you bring that outfit out? With It's all about your looks when you're modeling. Like, it's not even about your name. It's not even about your personality. Sometimes it is if you go into acting, but it's all about the body. So models have a higher chance of struggling with body dysmorphic disorder. And I can, I think it's pretty obvious. Anytime a light is shined on your looks and it's like the main thing, you have a higher chance of struggling with body dysmorphia. So if you're in an industry where your looks matter more than your name you tend to have those like symptoms of body dysmorphia and so models and they also said people who are into fitness have a greater risk we have seen more men um struggle with bdd like if at first it was like just a bunch of men at the gym because of the muscle mass and trying to have this kind of bodybuilder look men struggle with these things too guys um Men be the main ones at the gym, don't they? Like muscle, um, getting all the muscles and and bodybuilding and wrestling, and we've had we just seen this in with men, um, and so they have been one of the main ones. It's just more women now are starting to speak out about their issues because of the body image movement. It's being able to shine more of a light on the things people really have been struggling with all these years, and so um, people who who fit who do fitness a lot because you're shining their light on your body you're you're looking at something that's wrong you're trying to fix it or you're just trying to improve and so it becomes like an obsessive compulsive disorder type of thing um let's see who else it says fitness has a greater risk of getting body dysmorphia and basically yeah those where you're the spotlight is just on your body. I remember I did an episode about Hooters in the past. Uh, there was a study done by the University of Tennessee Psychology Department, and they did a study on the Hooters waitresses and how they struggle, you know, with their bodies. And 
a lot of them have symptoms of BDD. When you look at the data that came back from that, you can go back and watch that episode. But um, yeah, they they have an increase of body monitoring, body monitoring working at Hooters um, because why were they hired? I'm sure their names matter at some point because they're waitresses and they have a face to the brand, but they have a body to the brand. You know, they're being hired because of body. They're getting tipped because of body. They're, they're Hooters is Hooters because of body. You know what I mean? And so it becomes a hyper focus on appearance to make money, to be the face of the brand, to keep your job. So they have developed symptoms of, of that. So if you're in an industry where it's all about your looks, then you might want to be wary and careful um, if you're developing OCD about your body. So let's keep going. Um, yeah, anybody who has a spotlight on looks are going to develop that. So professionals really don't know the exact cause of BDD, um, but there are a range of different things that can cause it. So like we talked about having a spotlight on your looks in a certain industry, abuse or bullying, because uh, really all of these is putting a highlight on the body, some uh, something in some kind of way. If you're being abused and bullied, somebody's pointing out something about your body that they think is wrong or stupid or ugly or whatever, you know, and then there's low self-esteem that causes BDD because you don't think you look good enough or you don't think you're good enough as a person. And so everything about you just becomes not good enough. Uh, the fear of being rejected uh, is a cause of BDD, the fear of just not like once again, not being good enough and having people always talk about you or point out something wrong. Um, perfectionism or comparing yourself with others causes BDD um, because once again, you're trying to be perfect. You're trying to fix something that you think is wrong or you think somebody else looks more perfect and you don't. Um, genetics, which I don't really think so. They, they think maybe genes could have something to do with it, but maybe OCD. I think really we're going to talk about a spiritual aspect. I don't think your genes could give you BDD because really body dysmorphic disorder comes from being around people. It comes from the stuff that they said, the flaws that you see. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think it could really have uh, an effect there with genetics. And I don't think they think so either. They're just trying to put it out there as maybe because <laughs> nobody really knows, you know. Uh, depression, anxiety, and OCD causes BDD, um, which body dysmorphia when you have it does cause that too it causes you to have depression anxiety and, and ocd because you have a problem that you don't f know how to fix um but regardless of how it started i think so this is a spiritual aspect of why i think body dysmorphia is a thing if you look at the root word it's dysmor dysmophobia dysmorphophobia i I said it right this time. Um, that's what the root word is. It is a fear of having a deformity. And if you're a believer, you're a believer in Jesus Christ in the spirit realm, then you know that the spirit of fear is a very real thing. Um, and I was just talking to my client the other day who we figured out that the reason why she's held back in her life is because she has a spirit of fear of what people think about her and what people say about her. And so this spirit of fear, God didn't give us the spirit of fear. 
and that is second timothy 217 i think um god didn't give us a spirit of fear but a power love and a sound mind and so what happens spiritually is that you go through life as an innocent child we talked just talked about this with both of my clients recently it was a powerful uh, for them to hear but that you go through life as a child at first you're innocent life hasn't happened to you yet you're free to be yourself you're free to love yourself you don't feel bad about your body you don't you're innocent you literally haven't had like sin come and ruin anything you know like you're you're innocent and um, Jesus actually wants us to be like children. He wants, he says the kingdom of heaven is like children. It's humble, innocent, meek, um, kind. Children are kind. They don't look at skin color. So the innocence of a child um, is pure, you know? And so what happens is you go through these traumatic events in your life, right? Where somebody starts to pick on you. Somebody start to tell you something's wrong with you. Like these thoughts are starting to be put in your head that something is wrong with me or I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be nothing in life or somebody comes and robs your joy and your innocence with traumatic events. And, and unfortunately, it's because we're in a sinful world. People don't love their neighbors like they should. And so they talk down to you. They beat you up. They bully you. They 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 tell you their opinion about you that's hurtful. And so when these traumatic events happen, it puts a spirit of fear in you because you feel like something is now wrong with me. Like I'm no longer accepted. It's the fear that's coming over you. And so I told my client, I said, now you're learning how to live in that fear. And that is why over time, you're afraid of yourself because your brain recognizes something's wrong and you're living in like a fight or flight mode the whole time. Like, I don't think we understand how our bodies work, how our brains work. Thank God for our brains. But sometimes it's hard to break the, the it's hard to break the habit in the brain. It only takes three weeks to form a habit. So after three weeks of you dealing with fear of what people say about you, you're basically forming a habit of living in the fear of people's opinions about you. And so that's what happened to both of them is that now they're afraid and they live in a box and now they struggle with things about their bodies that they just can't get over because they've developed how to live in the spirit of fear. They become afraid of themselves. They become afraid to be themselves, to smile or to uh, wear this certain outfit because it reminds them of that pain point that somebody said about them years, years and years ago. And so body dysmorphia is the fear of being wrong, basically. How would we ever know something is perfect unless we were on the planet with a bunch of other people? How would we know and my client said this the other day too. She said, what if we didn't have mirrors? How would we even know what we looked like, what something was wrong or this didn't look right? Like, And that's what I was saying is that the only reason we have a stereotype or an idea about what perfect is, is because somebody told us, it's because we saw and we heard a thing, somebody told us that you know what I'm saying it's all learned behavior from people around us 
And the thing that people do is they take that learned behavior, they take those words, they take those opinions, they take that and run with it and it becomes their identity. And so if you were somebody who were bullied for your body or a certain uh, flaw on your body, that's not really a flaw at all. It's just somebody told you this was wrong or this was ugly. Now you take, you've taken that and you run with it, especially when you're a child, because you don't know how to process things properly yet. You don't know how to process your emotions properly. You don't know um, how to separate certain thoughts and control your thoughts. Even some adults still don't know how to do that. I'm teaching people how to do that now. It's controlling your thoughts. Um, and you take that and it becomes a habit. It becomes your identity. And now you live with fear of yourself. And that's a spiritual aspect. It's a spirit of fear that needs to be cast out. It's a spirit of fear that God did not give us. He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. When you live in fear of opinions and fear of something being flawed, fear of something being wrong, you lose your sound-mindedness. You're losing your ability to think, to make a decision. You're losing your, your peace of mind because you have the spirit of fear. You fear how people perceive you, what they're going to say. I was not trying to take forever with this. But this is really good, and I really hope it's helping somebody. So I want you to ask these questions to yourself. Who defines perfect? Whose definition am I living in? Am I living for the definition of what somebody told me 10 years ago? And it's just a habit in my mind that needs to be broken? Because that's really all these things are. It's habits forming in your mind that need to be broken. And you just don't know how to break it. And that's why you get a counselor. That's why you get a psychologist. That's why you get a coach. And some things progress to deeper than just dealing with thoughts. It could really, I believe, the spirit of fear sits at the root of a lot of behavioral issues, of a lot of mental illnesses. Think about schizophrenia. You ain't gonna see no regular counselor about that. Like that's really a condition of a, a broken person from the spirit of fear that has been gone on like a little too too far. Even someone with BDD can have that issue if it goes on and goes untreated. You know what I mean? The spirit of fear is destructive. That's really what I'm trying to get you to see on the spiritual aspect of it. And so there's something I want you to understand is that if you live your life from the subjective view of other people, you're always going to have to change. But if you live from an objective view, a truthful view that everybody's meant to be unique, everybody's meant to be different, you're going to live in the freedom of who you are. There's not going to be something to change, you know? So you'll be able to literally like be who God wants you to be if you live from his truth and not the subjective opinions and perspectives and perceptions of everybody else. We're going to talk more about this later. I'm going to show you, I want to show you guys how I be teaching my clients. It's, I'm very methodical. I'm a teacher by nature. I use whiteboards like, because I, I want to help. I want, I'm a visual teacher and sometimes a visual learner. But so guys, if you continue to live in a spirit of fear, you cannot serve God properly. And so if you need help addressing BDD and you want um, to talk about how you can overcome the spirit of fear of opinions and you think you 
um, you know, you went through treatment, I can even talk to you as well as a coach. I would love to help you form better habits and figure out how to properly process the pain points that you've had in your life so that it does not constantly rule you. Okay, we're not con- we're not called to be controlled by anything. We're, we're called to have self-control. That's a part of having a sound mind is having control over yourself and not being controlled by your feelings. Thanks, guys. I am so happy that we talked. You guys can also go to modestmover.com to sign up for In His Image course that will ground you in God's truth about you. And also hit the link in my description to set up a call with me. I'd love to help you walk through this. God bless and talk to you next time.